gun violence continues to increase, Christian nationalism is on the rise, anti-trans legislation continues to pass all over the country. And since I won't be here during Pride Month, to say it, I wanna say clearly now that those bills are violence against beloved children of God and people of faith should be speaking out against them with every breath. If I were here in June, you'd hear me say it every dang week, but I will say it now and I mean it. Today's gospel story is not one we often spend a lot of time in. Ascension Day is usually on a Thursday, and so we tend to kind of breeze by it. Um, I actually didn't know why it was always on a Thursday until we sang our opening hymn. Thanks, Alice, for that song choice, wherever she went to, she's up there holding Teddy. Um, Thanks for that song choice, because it said 40 days after Easter. I learned something new today. Listen, so then Pentecost is 50 days after Easter, which is next Sunday. So that's why you kind of count back. And then there you go. You have your Ascension Day, which is usually Thursday. Um, it's kind of when we cruise past, we bypass altogether. Uh, for you former or recovering Catholics, it is, of course, one of the holy days of obligation. So you may remember going to church on that random midweek day in the spring. Boy, I do, I remember. Uh, but that was maybe about it for your note of this date. I didn't really have a lot of understanding of this day, especially growing up as a kid, why we were there, except it's when Jesus floats up to heaven away from the disciples. You might have remembered a few years ago, we showed a video where the kids narrate the Easter story and the adults acted out. I'm not sure if any of you remember that. And one of the little kids said, Jesus floated up to heaven on a fluffy seatbelt of clouds, and I've never forgotten it, and the image is in my head forever. So that is always and forever. Ascension Day for me is... Jesus floating away on a fluffy seatbelt of clouds, never to be seen again. And so this day that we don't celebrate it that often or don't take time to think about it that often makes us wonder, well, why is it important? Why is it a holy day of obligation? Why does it matter for us as people of faith? My favorite preacher and teacher, Barbara Brown Taylor, yes, Sam and Layla at home, you may cheers or whatever you do when I talk about my favorite preacher or teacher. Uh, she's a modern prophet, living saint, all around queen. I think she's incredible. I feel like I'd stay pretty cool meeting most people, but if I met Barbara Brown Taylor in real life, I would not stay cool. Uh, she wrote a sermon on this particular holiday, Holy Day, that I was just quoting and citing and quoting and citing, and I thought maybe I'll just instead read a big section of her sermon because it is too good not to read, and also says, maybe exactly what I would like to say, but with better words, because she is a modern prophet and all-around queen. So here we go, a small excerpt for you from the sermon, Looking Up Towards Heaven by Barbara Brown Taylor. Almost everything else that happened to Jesus makes sense in terms of my own life. He was born to a human mother, so was I. He ate and drank and slept at night, so do I. He loved people and got angry with people and forgave people. So have I. He wept, me too. He died, I will die too. He rose from the dead. I even know something about that. I have had some Easter mornings of my own. Joy found in the midst of sorrow, life in the midst of death. But ascending into heaven to be seated at the right hand of God, that is where Jesus and I part company. 
That is where he leaves me in the dust. My only experience of the ascension is from the ground, my neck cranked back as far as it will go, my mouth wide open, my face shielded from the sun by the cloud that is bearing my Lord away. Ascension Day is the day the present Lord became absent, which is maybe why it is the most forgotten feast day of the church year. Who wants to celebrate being left behind? Who wants to mark the day that Jesus went out of this world never to be seen again? Hungry as we are for the presence of God, the one thing we do not need is a day to remind us of God's absence. Or is that really the one reason, underneath all the other reasons, we are here? Because we have sensed God's absence in our hollow nights, our pounding hearts, our unanswered prayers, and because those things have not discouraged us from coming here, but have in fact brought us here to maybe see the presence we have been missing. Sometimes I think absence is underrated, it is not nothing after all. It is something, a heightened awareness, a sharpened appetite, a finer perception. When someone important to me is absent from me, I become clearer than ever what that person means to me. Details that got lost in our togetherness are recalled in our apartness. And their sudden clarity has the power to pry my heart right open. I see the virtues I have overlooked, the opportunities I have missed, the quirks that drove me crazy at close range become endearing at a distance. From that enlarged perspective, I can see that the, they are the very things that make my someone someone and not just anyone. There is something that happens during an absence. If the relationship is strong and true, the absent one has a way of becoming present, if not in body, then in mind and spirit. One thing is for sure, there is no sense of absence where there has been no sense of presence. What makes absence hurt, what makes it ache, is the memory of what used to be but is no longer. Absence is the arm flung across the bed in the middle of the night, the empty space, oof, Barbara, tell me, tell you, the empty space where a beloved sleeper once lay. Absence is the child's room now empty, hung with silence and dust. Absence is the overgrown lot where the old house once stood, the house in which people laughed and thought their happiness would last forever. You cannot miss what you have never known, which makes our sense of absence, and especially our sense of God's absence, the very best proof that we knew God once and that we may know God again. There is loss in absence, but there is also hope because what happened once can happen again and only an empty cup can be filled. It is our sense of God's absence, after all, that brings us to church in search of God's presence. Like a band of forlorn disciples, we return to this hillside again and again. It is the place we lost track of him. It is the last place we saw him. So, of course, it is the first place anybody thinks to look for him to come again. St. Barbara, see? You see? You see why she is a queen? Amen. 
We can so easily relate to the disciples at this moment, just staring up at the space where Jesus used to be. A lot of us might be in this moment feeling the absence of God instead of the presence. There is a lot of uncertainty right now in the world, in our community, in this church. Gun violence continues to increase. Christian nationalism is on the rise. Anti-trans legislation continues to pass all over the country. And since I won't be here during Pride Month, to say it, I want to say clearly now that those bills are violence against beloved children of God, and people of faith should be speaking out against them with every breath. If I were here in June, you'd hear me say it every dang week. But I will say it now, and I mean it. We seem to be finding new ways to divide ourselves, even more than usual, over all sorts of things. Money is tight. Schedules that felt wide open three years ago are packed full of activities and meetings and gatherings. Yet again, we are exhausted and we are scared and we are alone and we are feeling the absence. Maybe that's why you came to church today, just like St. Barbara said, to come to a place where you might be most likely to feel the presence of God again. The words the angels say to the disciples at this moment as they stood there staring up at the sky, they're almost funny, uh, and yet just a little bit of brutal truth. Why are you staring at the sky? They're just pointing out the audience. Jesus is not there. You saw him leave. Uh, mouth breathing as you stare blankly into the sky is not actually that helpful. What they mean is what you are looking for, who you are looking for is not there. Stop looking up and start looking around. Let me go back to the excerpt of Barbara's same sermon. They stopped looking up towards heaven and looked around at each other instead and got on with the business of being the church. And once they did that, surprising things began to happen. They began to say things that sounded like him. And they began to do things they had never seen anyone but him do before. They became brave and capable and wise. Whenever two or three of them got together, it was always as if there were someone else in the room with them whom they could not see, the strong, abiding presence of the absent one, as available to them as bread and wine, as familiar to them as each other's faces. It was almost as if he had not ascended but exploded. I want to say I'm going to interrupt St. Barbara for a second and say, Katie and I did not plan that, but it was perfect. Bubble, she said, it's like Jesus popping. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. So we'll just say, there we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It was almost as if he had not ascended, but exploded so that all the holiness that was once concentrated in him alone flew everywhere, flew far and wide so that the seeds of heaven were sown all over the fields of the earth. St. Barbara. I wonder if in this time of deep uncertainty, where we are so good at looking inward, at getting tighter in, at worrying only about what's happening 
here in this space, we too could take some advice from Barbara Brown Taylor and the angels on that mountaintop. What you are looking for is not there. Look around. God has made God's self known all around us, in the bread and in the wine, and in each other, in you and in me. Pentecost will come and we will celebrate not just the birthday of the church, but the day the Holy Spirit, God, comes to dwell in each and every one of us. That means when you look and see each other, you are seeing God. And pretending not to see somebody for their full humanity and the fullness of who they are means you are missing out on who God is in the world. I love how Barbara Brown Taylor says that when the disciples did this, when they started looking around at each other, they became brave and capable and wise. That they were not that yet when they were looking up at the sky. I want this for me and for you and for all of us. I want us to be brave and capable and wise. I want us to stop being so afraid I want us to dream and live and act as if Jesus were right here with us, not absent, but very clearly present. Because that is what we believe. That is core to our Lutheran theology, that Christ is present. Look around. Next Sunday, is a holiday weekend in the country and in the church. It's Pentecost and Memorial Day weekend. It's kind of weird that it falls at the same time, so it may not be a Sunday you will be here in this place. But I hope you will recognize the day for what it is in the church. Not just the birthday of the church, the celebration of a thing that happened already, but the day that God sent the Spirit to dwell with you with each and every one of you, to be present in each and every one of you. It doesn't make sense. We don't quite get it. Our brains can't comprehend it, but we still believe it so that we may be brave and capable and wise and live and act as if God is with us because God is with us. Look around. Amen. I just want us, Amy and Paul, saying maybe the perfect song for after that sermon, which is Orpheus by Sarah Barella. So I just want to say one of the lines is we're going to say out loud, we will not give up on love today. So I want us to do that together, right? We will say out loud, we will not give up on love today. That is our call as people of faith. We have been fed and now we are sent into a world that needs to experience the love of God. We need to look at each other in the face and see God present in each and every one of us. So do we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Mm -hmm.